good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. So, welcome back, everybody. This is kind of, I'm going to call it our quarantine edition continued. And in our last quarantine edition, we were really hoping that we would hear something from the band. And they actually did. We had some amazing things that have developed over the past about a month or so. How long has it been going? About five weeks that we've we've had this extended content if they're on eight whoosh episodes it's obviously been eight weeks because they do it every friday well then it's so at least simon's been going for eight yeah so yeah so we wanted to take a few minutes to just kind of talk about the, what we've seen from the band so yes simon and caddy and simon's children have been joining us through the whoosh radio sessions john has been doing his how do i say it right stone love bass odyssey stone love bass odyssey Okay, <laughs> that tutorial, as well as every time he's posted a tutorial, he's followed up with an Instagram live chat with some amazing guest stars. And then Roger had his Desert Island Discs. So we've heard a little bit from Roger. I think Nick has maybe done a couple of, of episodes or a couple he of did interviews. A two and a half hour long radio interview. And he did, um, oh, his birthday message was fantastic. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> he did another thing with Caddy or somebody, didn't he? Nick did more than one thing. Okay. Yes, oh he, did a caddy, he did a Caddy Cafe. That, that may be what I'm thinking. Okay. Yes, so, I mean, we, we have heard from them and we are so happy. And it's, it's giving us a little joy right now in this kind of weird, weird time that we're in. Right a little now. reprieve. A little reprieve. Um, and our sadness that we can't see them in a month from now in London. <laughs> so what, what do y'all want to start with? Do you want to start with Whoosh? Whoosh. Um, let, let, me, let me bring up one thing real quick before we move on. And we have kind of joked among us that, ha, 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 hopefully they listen to this or Caddy may be listening or whatever. And just this past episode of Whoosh, she and Simon are talking. Simon brought up the idea. And I'm hoping that if Caddy has listened to us, she has heard our episode about Durander and cover versions. Simon said in a conversation, they were talking about the Eagles of Death Metal and how he loves that ver their version of Sa uh, Save a Prayer that um, maybe we should do a whole episode of Duran Duran songs covered by other people. And I was like, we have the list. We have the list. I'll listen to our podcast. So hopefully she's listening okay. and she knows a few um, suggestions to give Simon for his uh, cover versions list there. So shout out to Caddy. We hope you're listening. <laughs> we definitely listen and follow you. So I guess let's start with Wish. And, and actually, I don't think they were calling it Wish to begin with. I think in the first episode, Simon's like, we need to call it something. And we know he likes to sign off his stuff with Wish. And I think that's mm -hmm. how that happened. Right, y'all? Uh, pretty much. Uh -huh. He won't explain where it came from. But he did explain that he's been using it for a very long time and he has his own way of spelling it. It must be capitalized. And, it's, and it does have two, three O's yes. with an explanation, with an explanation point. point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. And I will yes. tell you that 
I didn't realize how much I looked forward to these every Friday until these past two Fridays when I purposefully get up, get my breakfast done, get dressed, and I go for a walk, like my exercise walk, at a, like after these are published so that I can specifically listen to the new episode of Whoosh Radio. It makes me so happy to hear him giggle. Like I've heard him giggle in some of these episodes. I'm walking through my neighborhood laughing out loud because Simon LeBron and Caddy Krasner have made me laugh. And I that's the, the one bright spot of my week the last few weeks has been listening to these episodes. Yeah, they've been really fun. It's kind of been fun to hear, you know, their rapport and their banter and kind of how they go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think it's been fun that she he has asked both Amber and Tallulah to join. It was kind of fun yeah. to kind of hear a little bit of, of their, you know, their take on things and, 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 and learn a little more about them. And then, I mean, a lot of the songs it's funny he pulls some songs that i used to love that i've forgotten about and then he's played some new songs that i've not known so Mm -hmm. you know it really has been good to kind of plant some new seeds and then bring up some old memories that are like oh i love that so were there any songs that like stuck out to stuck out to y'all that he's played in his every week there's there's like five or six new songs that i'm like oh my gosh these are going in my list And don't even ask me to name them, but like every week there's something amazing that I'm blown away by or something that I'm like, hell yeah, I knew you liked that song because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with, I would, I think he's done, I think Simon's done a really good job of curating the list. Um, And I kind of just did a a catch up earlier today of um, the last three episodes. And I was like really struck by, um, the seed 2.0 um by cody chestnut and the roots and i'm like mm-hmm. oh hell yeah i, I love, love that. that song i love I that totally song. forgot about that song and for those of you who don't know the roots is actually um jimmy fallon's house band yeah on mm-hmm. his um, late not talk show and they're not only are they fantastic um artists and, and actually i was listening to quest love on the jimmy jam show on sirius xm um, mm-hmm. volume just listening to an episode that he did with jimmy jam uh, a year ago that i hadn't heard that interview and so quest love in itself in, in itself i mean he's quest love but <laughs> yeah. um so but back to that song i love that song by the roots i had heard of in this latest episode i've heard of the Av- the avalanches and yeah. i've heard of um obviously we know who rivers cuomo is he's a lead singer yeah. for weezer but i, I love not, that song but i had not heard the song that started off episode eight and i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. um and so and this one included uh soccer mommy which I yes. kind of dig her, but I never yeah. thought anybody else would like her. And I was like, oh, my God, he put one of her songs on here. Well, well and then like I, the, the very first episode, did y'all, did y'all go back and look at the first episode? It's been uh, a minute since I listened to okay. that one. So. Hang on. I've, I've, he starts out with a horse with no name by America. Oh, right, right, right. I yeah. listened to like 70s rock and I was like, what is this? This is this Duran Duran thing. And it's like, did I change my channel or something? And then it was his <laughs> record. It was the first record he ever bought. And that's why he yeah. started yeah. out with it. And then he played that, he played the man by the killers. So we know our killers fans out there were like, uh, yeah, hello, like Duran Duran Jr. It's like, they, you know, they, they love Duran Duran so much. And then he played Sleeping Satellite by Tasman Archer, which that was my yeah. jam back, I don't know, in the late 90s or whatever that was at. So it was one of those, every time it starts, and I'm like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? So yeah, <laughs> that was fun. I like his 
I like his stories about how he curates this too. Like it sounds to me like he spends hours listening to music and talking to Tulula and Amber and other people about music. And um, I love the way he, okay. Well, one thing that I love is that he allows himself to get sort of lost in the weeds and keep going deeper and deeper. But I also like the way he talks about he'll hear a song. Recently, uh, I think it was the most recent episode, he's talking about a song that he heard at the end of an episode of Weeds and how he just loved that song. And multiple times he's talked about his love for this song. He just couldn't find it. And in my head, I'm going, why don't you just Google it? <laughs> and this, this episode, Caddy asked him, you know, you can just Google that, right? <laughs> so I'm a Funny. That's, that's, it's so pedestrian, Jody. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. That's what he said. It's just so cool and so funny to hear him like going through the old man's stage of trying to find new music. <laughs> it's really cute. I love it. I love it so much. And then he, <laughs> he and he did an interview. I didn't watch, I didn't listen to that interview. The did you hear the one, the red something or other? That was Nick. No, he did. Simon did one too. Red. Oh, he did that Twitter thing. Yeah, that was on Twitter. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, and he did tell some stories about um, uh, the writings, uh, going through all of the situation when writing Rio, because they, they did Rio in its entirety. That yeah. was um, that was interesting. I'm trying to, I'm we already knew that was Nick's girlfriend's uh, laughter at the beginning of Hungry Like the Wolf. And oh, he had, yes. We Nick had apparently said something naughty and course. she laughed at that. And right now I can't remember the name of that guy. I'm looking at it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that, that was kind of fun. It was really quick and it's just another one of those weird Twitter things where it, you just can't be fully in the moment with those. Cause it's, it's Tim. Know. Okay. It's Tim's Twitter listening party and the guys, yeah. Tim Burgess. And so the hashtag is literally Tim's Twitter listening party. And it was about Rio. So if you yeah. look at yeah. that um, on Twitter as well. Well, one thing, and I forgot about it. Now I remember it. I'm in here. Lori did a whole show about Nick on oh, that's right. did on First Wave. So on June 6th, so last week before, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before, it was all about um, the 40th anniversary of the band. And then she had interviewed Nick around the time that they we lost the guy from Kraftwerk. Yeah. And so she actually had this playlist that was all these songs that would have been playing at the rum runner in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. The playlist was boys keep swinging David Bowie sound of thunder by Duran Duran love is a drug Roxy music showroom dummies Kraftwerk, fade to gray visage shot by both sides magazine Hong Kong garden Susie and the Banshees life in Tokyo by Japan, which I can never get over how much influence the guys took from Japan. Yes. Um, Girls on Film Night Version by Duran Duran, Grace Jones' Private Life, A Forest by The Cure, and Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed. So that was a fantastic show. And it was all about the band, but specifically about Nick. So that was a fun one. Is she doing one for John's birthday? We'll see. I don't know. Yes, she hasn't said anything yet. John's birthday is Saturday. Yeah, she'll. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out. And it's it's fun because now I'm watching every week, like to see how she works in a Duran song, and mm -hmm. she does a lot. She's able to work it in more than you think, and I think it's kind mm -hmm. of scary. nice. Um, this past week, it was about um, stories, and so we got Lamal, but I think that was as close, you know, a, one degree of separation from Duran Duran. <laughs> 
Kaja Gugu and whatnot. <laughs> um, did you see the Nick the Nick interview? Did y'all see that? The two and a half hour one with Red Ronnie from Italy. Yes. Yes. And I will tell you, I was obsessed with that room that Nick was sitting in. It is, <laughs> I believe it's a room in his house. Yes, he, he talked about that in the Caddy Cafe yeah. about that. That is a room exactly. in his house. It's kind That's of like right. a, a free-for-all room. Yeah. And I understand he has mannequins there. They were man <laughs> creepy mannequins. And were they, were they I, the mannequins from the Electric Barbarella video? Anybody check No, no. These are, these are weird the the electric barbarella uh was rubber dolls weren't they oh, yeah um but i was looking at the the crown molding on the ceilings and it looked like that place hadn't been painted in 30 years and it, i was like this is supposed to be nick's house oh my gosh and he talked about never being maybe out in the garden or um, he said something funny. He called the garden something else. But I was cracking up both at this whole like situation and how it was set up. And the fact that Nick has the patience of a saint because Red Ronnie has broken English and he gets um, very confused with his words. So a lot of times he says things in repetition and it's still difficult to understand him. And then he's also trying to deal with technology, is recording a radio program at the same time he's inviting guests to come on and ask them a question. And uh, Nick, Nick's face, sometimes you could just tell he was like so over it, but he was being so patient and so good. Um, it was it was literally two and a half hours long. And I swear I've never spent that much time with Nick Rhodes. It That's was funny. It was awesome. It was awesome. Okay, so I lied earlier when I said that Duran wasn't on this past weekend. She played Wild Boys because that was a book. So that's how mm. she worked at it. I was riding my bike. I rode my bike 10 miles. And so that's why I didn't quite remember it. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I did watch Roger's Desert Island disc today. And I absolutely adore his top five. His his first five favorite songs, I guess, is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the way he talked about his love and admiration for the Jackson five was just yes. so, so, so cute to me. It was. And then when, when Julian comes in and he says, and here's my son, Julian, I thought he said, here's my son, junior. And I was like, who the heck is junior? <laughs> <laughs> Julian is a cutie. Growing up very fast. Well, and I loved how Roger talked about, and he's talked. He talked about it in in the Caddy Cafe last month, or no, not last month. Gosh, uh, uh, April about his Motown influence, and yeah. so he touched he touched on that again, and it just it again it just all comes full circle. And so it's funny now. I listen. I listen to Duran differently. I listen to um, his style of play a little bit differently now that I know some of the background on his influences, um, which I always knew. I always knew about Roxy Music and David Bowie and such, but I really wasn't aware of the Jackson 5 and Motown influence as much until this year. Mm -hmm. and, John, and John talks about that in, I think, one of the first Stone Base Odysseys. And he shows the little <laughs> clip. He shows the clip of, um, it wasn't Jackson 5, it was another Motown song. And he's like, yeah. Got the, this is where he got the drums and stuff. And so that was really fun. Oh, he does. He did bring yeah. up Roger being yeah. an more of an R&B drummer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is great because obviously that's the dancey part of that fantastic 
rhythm section we have in this band. Well, um, and those little, his little stone, y'all say it again for me. Stone Love Bass Odyssey. Stone Love Bass Odyssey. Stone Love Bass Odyssey. <laughs> I love them. They're so interesting. And I think I even made my mom watch like one or two of them. Like, mom, look. <laughs> <laughs> she actually found it entertaining. She's like, I think it was the first one where he they showed the clips of the Motown song, and she's like, "That's really interesting." But I, I you know, he he's not teaching us to play, but I love how he breaks it down into like the A parts and the B parts, mm -hmm. and then even in um, the one song where he plays it straight, and then he plays it with with syncopation. Like as a singer and a musician, I understand syncopation, but to see him actually explain how he used it, I, I love that insight, and I feel like we've not been given that type of insight into their music mm -hmm. or I wasn't aware of it because I was little and I was just like, he's so cute. But now that I'm paying attention to it, I'm like, that's really, really cool. <laughs> Syncopates. Um, yeah, Syncopates. Um, agreed on that. I think when he said just before all heck broke loose and everybody ended up having to stay home for months, he said he would not consider doing a master class. And this is essentially John's version of a masterclass. And I think because a masterclass would be like three hours long and he can handle eight minutes at a time. Well, no, his, his right. Well, there's that. But there's also the fact that he said when he said no, he wouldn't consider it that he didn't find himself worthy of doing that. But he is. And look, he's doing it. And I don't know who musicians, what, what musicians are watching this, but I, I would think that there are some musicians out there that are actually going, oh, yeah, that's how he did that. Great, John. Thanks for that. You know, oh, I, so think he is, are. I think there are he's essentially doing a master class. Well, and we know that even bass players that are not Duran Duran fans love the bass line of Rio. Yeah. yeah like yeah. That's such an iconic bass line. Bass players from everywhere, like try to learn it because it is so difficult. Yeah. So, and I love the fact he's doing it in his music room library. And then yes. he has those Nagel paintings just like kind of pop yes. out. You're like, oh my gosh, that's like yeah, perfect. And I like looking at all the books behind his head. Like, oh my gosh, we have that one. I need to go get that one. Oh my gosh, I love that book. I thought uh, we needed a Nagel painting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that really cracks me up about that is the old man in technology and how oh, frustrated yeah. he gets to connect right before he connects with his guests when so he's doing the interviews. Part. So after yeah. he does the tutorial, he has these, these special guests and you're right. Always like, the first <laughs> of it, like are you there? Are you there? We tested it. He gets so <laughs> mad. <laughs> but it's kind of cute. He's getting mad, but it's sort of, it's a And then you can hear Gila, John, you do it like this. And yeah. he's like, well, I'm trying that and it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> we just practiced it. It worked a minute ago. Every single one of them, we just practiced yes. it. <laughs> okay, so let, let's. Let's run through those and kind of talk about if we had any highlights from some of those interviews. So I thought it was super cute when he talked to Dave from Chromeo. They have a good little banter going on. What do y'all think about that? I thought it was um, senior, senior. I thought it was seasoned musician uh, schooling the younger musician, but with utmost respect and the yeah. fact that Dave knows his stuff. And John was very respectful of that. So I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. 
So then the next one was with Susanna Hoffs, who actually looks like the only lady in this lineup. I think mm -hmm. next time John needs to pull in a couple more ladies, just putting it out there. That was fun to kind of hear them catch up as well. And they both live in LA, I, I believe is what they yes. said. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of couldn't stop looking at looking around her house and how open and airy it seemed and everything. It just seemed like a real comfortable place. But how and, good you look. Yeah. Well, and that, that Simon brought her up in, somebody asked a question about um, the Requiem soundtrack that he and she do a, a song together uh, on that soundtrack. Okay. And um, he was talking about how fantastic she was and how they had been friendly and knew each other through festivals and touring and being in the same places at the same time because their bands were doing the same things and how he just adored her and how he and John reconnected with her at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's, I know where that's where John said he talked to her and then he, I guess, thought about okay, well, now she can do this with me because we've just reconnected and oh, yeah. brought her up again, too. So uh -huh. she did the induction for the zombies. Correct. Mm, yeah. yeah did. They did yeah. the induction for, um, for Rock's music. music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's how they reconnected. But I thought it was cool that they both have this real appreciation for her. Yeah. Uh, and, and they both really spoke it, you know, very, very well. And I'm glad that they brought up... Um, Manic Monday and talk about Prince a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's always mm -hmm. a very curious subject with Miss Hoffs. Yeah. So that was fun that they were able to touch on that. So then the next one was Mark Ronson. And that's kind of, you know, he's he has an interesting, I think, perspective because he's worked with them as a producer, but he grew up as a child listening because of his dad and growing up around music. So he right. remembered him and he was a fan when he was younger. And now he's actually been a peer with them and to kind of hear, hear how they interact was definitely interesting. And they definitely have, you know, John has great respect, I think, for all of these people. And I think that's part of, of what's reflected in these interviews. And he has a good rapport with all of them. So that's fun. That's fun, too. I, I think that Mark must be the busiest. Well, I know that Niall is the busiest man in music, but I think that Mark is the busiest man in music because every time I hear his name, it's in some other iteration of music. He's done a <laughs> rap record. He's done a disco record. He's doing another Duran Duran record. He's got his own music. And yep. this man is a machine and he's he's good at what he does. And he makes the person who he's working with sound better and do interesting things. Like even Simon played a song of a young British singer yeah. who Mark produced and I loved it. So um, I think that that was a good pairing and I love their relationship. I feel like, feel like John has as much admiration or almost as much admiration for him as he does for Niall because Mark is not only that consummate professional person who's helped put Duran Duran back in the music world, but he's also a fan yeah. who's created his own way because of his love of, of what John's created. And I, I feel like John feels that is connected to that. And I have yeah. one little shout out for Mark and Duran Duran. If y'all have not seen the mashup or heard the mashup of Notorious and Uptown Funk, it is so much fun. Go look mm -hmm. it up on YouTube. There is a mashup and it, it works perfectly because Uptown Funk is funky and uh, Notorious, of course, is funky. And they mix them together and it is so much fun. So look look that one up for sure. Um, I have not heard that one yet. Oh, yeah, it's cool. The next one was Niall. And we had a lot of our last episode about Niall. But of course, 
we love Niall. Niall can just talk and talk and talk and talk. And we could listen to Niall talk for hours. Yes. And of course, you know, it, it, that whole game, you know, who would you want to go to a dinner party with? I think I would go to a dinner party with John and Niall. I think if <laughs> John and Niall, I think I'd invite Miss P, Pamela DeBar, <laughs> and just sit there and just let them all talk because these people have these stories and they have this history. And then you, you just, you can't help but just be absorbed in what they're saying. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that was a love fest between JT and the Godfather. And we loved it so much. I love how it kind of ended on the fact that Niall says that he thought that Durannies are some of the most loyal mm -hmm. uh, fan bases and that he's actually grown up with yeah. Durannies. And yeah. he, you know, remembers Durannies from, you know, hanging out, you know, outside of Power Station back to the day <laughs> up until now. And he's kind of built this relationship. And, you know, we've kind of seen that in person. And it's, yeah. it's very true. Um, to his point, and again, you know, having um, had the good fortune to be around Niall, you know, have a conversation with him, he always talks about um, how great Durannies are, um, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, he glosses the Sheikettes as well, you know, as, as, as we've mentioned before, yes, um, when we first met him. <laughs> yeah, when we were like, we're Durannies, he's like, well, you're also Sheikettes. <laughs> she gets now every time we, we try to get Niall's attention we're like we're the she gets from Austin yeah. <laughs> she gets. well and it's so funny because he will actually be like yes <laughs> <laughs> he knows the, <laughs> for all of the million things that he has going on in life um, he has a good has a good memory and and her kind of will recognize your face. Yeah, and yeah. he will remember yeah. he will remember you. Um, yeah. He might not know your name, but he will remember you. But I think that um, that's part of the reason why Dur not every you know obviously everybody loves him, but Duranis especially love him because he gives so much love to Duranis. Yeah. And so yeah. I was happy to hear him um, say that at the, towards the end of the episode. Didn't um, he say he got stuck in the elevator in Nick's house? Who was he with? Was it? Oh, he was with, he was Don at, Johnson Nick's, or something? Was, no, he was with uh, Michael Douglas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to set up, you have to set that up. Did we talk about that in a previous episode? We did, I think. When we did the, the Q&A with him and I was like, what's your craziest memory of Duran Duran? He's like, that I can talk about here? And he's like, well, I guess when I got trapped in, in the elevator in Nick's house with Michael Douglas. <laughs> yes. And this was and this was the Q&A that we did um, three years ago when we saw when Suzanne and I saw Sheik with Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes. And he did an he did an hour long Q&A session before the show. Yes. Um, and then we got to dance on stage during good times. And then he did another right pack. Palomi. Right next yeah. to Palomi, just saying. Uh -huh. Um, and then after the show, he comes off stage immediately after the show and, and does another and, and does, does another does another meet and greet with 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 everybody. It was just on stage. It's incredible. It's incredible. He, he signed my handbag that has the little forty five record, and he loved it. So and then that last week was Billy Idol, which I found them an interesting pair. Um, you know, they're kind of contemporaries because obviously in the 80s, that was the height of Billy Idol and the 80s was the height of like the Duran Duran hype. I love the fact that Billy was wearing um, a Punk Master shirt, his mm -hmm. Wild Boys Keep Swinging shirt. Absolutely. So, super fun. I loved it. 
Um, what did y'all think about that conversation? I liked that John mentioned going out to see music and Generation X was one of the first punk bands that he saw. And Roger mentioned that and used a Generation X song in his Desert Island um, list. So I, I kept thinking that even if Roger and John haven't talked about it, maybe they were in the same place at the same time seeing Generation X and there's Billy Idol and John talking right now today, you know, about their um, like John's love of, of Billy's music and all that stuff, which I thought was um, was pretty cool. I don't know how old Billy Idol is, but I know he's older than John and he's early 60s. But not, I think he's, he's going to be 65. Be. I think he's going to be 65 this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Knew he had to be 65 John's going to be older. Yeah. John's 60. So yeah, that would make sense, right? Isn't he about to turn 60? Yes. John's about to turn 60 and Billy Idol is going to be 65 later on in the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I enjoy listening to Billy Idol. Um, I have Sirius XM in my car. Um, And so on first wave, Billy Idol has a show called Live Transmission. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't, I don't think it comes on weekly. I think it might come on every other week. It is. Like on a Tuesday or something. Um, but on my way home from work, um, I've listened to a couple of, of, of Billy's episodes of Live Transmission. And he always has fascinating background stories of music. And as I'm a geek for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, I, I love listening to him tell all of the, the background stories. And as Billy talked to John this past week, um, you kind of heard the um, his his love of music and the, the, the diverse uh, music that he listens to and I had already picked mm-hmm. that up um, listening to his live transmission show because he's always played different artists and he's always shared different stories behind the scenes stories of when that you know of how a song maybe have come to be or his time with you know early you know early, the uh, early bands that we all love um, and hanging out so I'm always fascinated by hearing all of our favorite artists um, and how, you know, in the early 80s, they were all hanging out together. And it's always like, that always blows my mind about how so many of our favorite artists were in the same yeah. place at the same time. And you're just like, if I could transport back into time, it might be around that time, just to be <laughs> around all of our favorite artists in the early days. I mean, when Niall talked about going to to a show with Sting, like I was yeah. dying. <laughs> I'm like my worlds were colliding. Wait, I'm like, what do you mean? He went what to see mean? In Excess with Sting, right? Yeah, Wasn't yes. that In Excess? Well, he went yeah. to see Culture Club. So uh-huh. he to, when he he talked about going to see Culture Club with Sting, and then okay. the next night he went to go see. They went to go see U2, and Hall and Oates was opening for U2. I was like, or I was U2 dying. opening up for Hall and Oates. Huh? <laughs> You too may have been opening up for Hall and Oates back in the day. We don't know. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> are you serious? All of these people in one place at the same time? Yes. Like yes. You know, it just yeah. I was like, what, what, what? So, <laughs> so I like I like Billy's story about White Wedding, which was towards the end. Oh, yeah. That he wrote for his sister. Did not know he was that close to his family, which is really sweet. But I, I, I really liked the conversation they had about um, recovery and being in L.A. and finding the support in Steve Jones, which I thought yes. was so fantastic because Steve Jones has really worked to make a lot. Maybe he's going to be a guest on there one day. Well, this um, he needs to be. Okay. 
So this is going to be the end, though, because John said that this is a six-week series. So this week is the sixth of the series, and he is going to Roger. Well, I'm sure he if, if it goes over well, he probably will do another series. But this is limited to six episodes. He did say that on one of the at some point I heard. I don't remember hearing him say that. But okay, I, you, you are correct, Suzanne. But I'm just hoping that, you know, the popularity of the series. Um, oh, he'll be heavily convinced to to bring keep it going. Back. Yeah. Oh, I yes. agree. There's plenty. Yeah. There's plenty for him to do his little tutorials on. Let's absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of material. So. We are super excited to see two of our favorites catch up in front of us this week on Instagram Live. Um, anything else before we wrap up? You know, I think personally, I'm really happy and this has been a bright spot in this just super weird, weird time where things are so heavy. The world is in such upheaval and we're stuck at home and just weirdness is happening. I'm really glad that we've, we've heard from some of our favorites, even if it's had to have been remotely. So how about yeah. you guys? Agreed. Um, I do want to mention that Andy's come out of the woodwork and made some comments about everybody being safe and how crazy of a time it is. And then obviously this week was also Don Brown's birthday. So we should say happy Gosh, birthday. Gosh, and before that, happy birthday to the controller, Nick. Yes, and, um, is past, and I think Aaron Stevenson's birthday is coming up. She's turning 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She's going to have a little live gig going on. So you can go to her website and um, I think you can sign up and I think it's like a $5 fee to do that. So like, gosh, I think we've in the time that we haven't recorded. Happy birthday to Nick. Happy birthday to Dom Brown. Happy, of early, course, happy, ber- happy early birthday to John Taylor. Happy <laughs> birthday to Aaron Stevenson. I must say today, June 15th, happy birthday to Gary Lightbody of Snow Patrol. He's one of my <laughs> favorites. Um, that's sweetheart. Um, and um, happy birthday to all of you out there listening. If we've missed it, it's Gemini season for sure. It is. Gemini season Gemini heavy. Season. It is Gemini season for sure. We hope that everyone is staying safe. My hope is that this time has been a time of learning for some people, a time for listening, a time to be proactive. You know, take that however you would like it to to mean. Um, But I hope that all of those... All of those things can happen in in some way, shape, or form in however way you want it to happen um, to make positive change happen. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, too. See you again real soon.